What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. My name is Austin, and I'm joined here today with your boy Chris and Shooter McGavin. Actually, it's just George. I don't know about you, dudes. Uh, I'm feeling real, uh, real loosey goosey today after after the day we've had. Yeah, no, we had an interesting day. We went to the driving range after being uh, go driving to a golf course and it being closed for repairs. That well, was just like the street in front of it was like totally torn up. I, I see. I didn't even get close enough. I ended up calling Austin and being like, are you guys close? There's like, yeah, uh, we can't even get in the course. Yeah. Like I pull onto the road and there's another side road to get onto the course. And it's just like. It's literally like Cars 1 when, when Lightning McQueen has to dig up all the asphalt. Just, just There's nothing there. <laughs> but anyways, we ended up going to the driving range. We had a blast of the time. We uh, I think we were out there for like an hour. An hour-ish, yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. Cameron, my girlfriend, came out with us. It was, it was, it was a lot better than, I think, walking the course once today because it was hot. It was, it was damn uh, yeah, hot. It was definitely killing me. I was taking... Take a break, so I crack a shot. I take a seat. Christian was that was that SpongeBob meme where he's got where his he, hand up on the yeah, his hands on his knee. Yeah, you're right. It's on the rock because he's running from. Uh, was he running from Doodle Bob? I don't remember. I just know he's naked. But. Anyhow, that was me. But it was fun hitting hitting those plastic balls is pretty satisfying. It is. It is. And although you did not want to bring it up, we have great ideas for golf courses, driving ranges to sell more balls. We need to have live targets out in the driving range. <laughs> It'll sell more balls. If you hit them, the, the course will pay for their for their, you know, their expenses. But see, the thing, they will never get hit, especially like maybe if you blindfold them so they, they really can't avoid the ball. <laughs> Just running out there in circles like, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, if they're if they're fast, that's not a bad liability for the course. No, no, not at all. <laughs> but that leads into us coming home and then watching Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler's earlier movies. I'm not sure what number this is for Adam Sandler. I don't know. Movies. It came out in 96. So as of now, it's 30 years old. Wow. Adam Sandler's ancient. Yeah. He's ancient. 30? Is it 30? No, 20? 20 years, 20 years old. Yeah. He looks like 24. he's 24 years old. Excuse Approaching me. I, 30. I, I, we've had some brews today. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're enjoying we're ourselves. Not calculators. Yeah, we're, we're not calculators. <laughs> we're humans. I have a sundial in my backyard. <laughs> I am the sundial. I just stand there. My Mayan <laughs> calendar. My parents actually got a sundial. And they know how to use it. I'm so proud of it. They got it for their anniversary. <laughs> no, I'm not even lying. Like we can, we can tell what time to pick our crops now. Oh my god, honey, come down to dinner half past the solstice. We have digital clocks, mom. Please, God, <laughs> mom, you're embarrassing me in front of my friends. They're not old like you guys. Stop using sundials. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we watched uh, Happy Gilmore, which you know. You've got Tiger Woods, and then you've got the best golfer in the world, Shooter McGavin. Yes, I'm. I'm with the podcast today. In case you guys didn't hear the intro, I am Shooter. Um, I did at the driving range today drive a ball to the green tent, which you guys need to know. The green tent was at least 300 yards away. Pretty impressive. I don't think I got that far. I think I got like in the 200. 200. No, yeah, you were definitely in the 200 range. Christian got some got some somewhere, dangers out somewhere there. in like the. 
like I wasn't counting like eight million or I, you know, I don't know what the numbers were on the signs, but, but I am, you know, I improved. Okay. When Chris would hit the ball, it would make the, the sound like happy Gilmore hit the ball. Like where it just <laughs> like a jet taking off. Yeah. No, hitting like supersonic speed. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, but it's a good movie. I mean, it's a classic. I mean, we've all at least seen it once before today. It, I know probably George and I have seen it multiple times, but it was it's just good to watch it again. Yeah, you you the part that I miss is so much like the the story does a quick build up. So like they bring up the problem like within the first ten to fifteen minutes of the film. So within that time, they like shove in Happy Gilmore's entire life leading up to that. So like, yeah. I completely forgot all of the the jobs that he worked at like he was a gas station <laughs> gas pump attendant and he's you know treating everything like he has a penis he's a he's a guard he's poking the poking the nightstick like he's acting like it's his dick into the other guards into face the other guards while he's face. sleeping oh my god he's shooting like gasoline 20 feet into the air just yeah. It, it, that part and then him playing hockey i completely yeah i, mean, I, you I get, forgot about that too you get it like from him putting at the end. You, he puts like he's playing hockey, but then like to see like him try out, he's like in his thirties trying out for a professional hockey team. And he's like, he's like, come on coach. What about me? And he's like, I, I better like next year. He like beats the shit out of him. Just like on the ice. <laughs> and that's the whole, that's the, that's the best that's part happy of it. Gilmore he's, a for you. he's a bruiser. If he was like part of the Vegas Golden Knights, he'd be Ryan Reeves straight but, up, but better. Definitely better. Be Ryan Reeves, but with like an amazing slap shot. <laughs> yes. Like an ungodly slap shot, which, yes. you know, uh, granted, this movie is over 20 years old. So you haven't seen it. I don't know what to tell you at this point, but uh, <laughs> spoilers ahead, I guess. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. We're not going to hold back on this movie, but that's like the whole plot of, of Happy Gilmore is just this stupid, good, just slap shot. That he's like, yeah, I just drove that ball 9 million yards. No big deal. I hit I hit it in the course on the East Coast and we're in the West Coast right now, but I got a hole in one. And Believe people me. people would like they'd get hype on the side, but like if you saw that happen live, like how would you not just like absolutely go ape shit and like want to tackle him? Just be like you're the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> it's like those shots, like the the sound. It's like it breaks the fucking sound barrier <laughs> and like Mach eight speeds. You could have perceived his game. No, you couldn't. There's no like Shooter McGavin tried it. He even like hired a dude to kill him and it still didn't even work. I another part in that film that at the beginning that I did not remember was just like the whole his grandma not paying taxes for, for 20 years. Yeah, for 20 years. And then her face when he's like, Oh, my grandmother's sweet. Like, you know, you know damn well she's up to something. Oh my god. What do you guys say she she looked like she was like uh laundering money? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. She's definitely laundering money. Like Maybe she's like with the Hells Angels or something. She's just like, yeah, I, just bring the money here. It'll be in, under the porch. Oh, my God. Just give me enough to live. She was she was just the sweetest old little lady. And then she goes to the retirement home. <laughs> she's forced to live in the retirement home because no, her she, house is. Well, sold. she chooses to, though. She cho- Oh, because she could have. Yeah, because like- Cappy was like, you can come live with me. She's like, no, it's OK. <laughs> And then she gets like put into like a forced labor ring with Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller is the the re- the leader, and he's just he's like choking people out and like just like probably giving them like placebo pills and selling their actual meds. <laughs> See, okay, that's that was one of the ones that I noticed. 
And one of my favorite things about these early like Adam Sandler type comedies, there's always these ridiculous subplots that just don't have to be part of the movie, but they are. And it's like, wow, that's the funniest bit I've ever fucking heard. Okay. It's like, oh yeah. The guy who's running the retirement home is like uh, treating them like sweatshop workers. So like, oh, we, we got to sell uh, a dozen blankets today. So sewing time has been extended by four wow. hours. He said my, arts and crafts my, has been extended. My fingers hurt. Oh, really? Well, now your back's going to hurt because you just got landscaping duty. Anybody else's fingers hurt? <laughs> no, that's what I thought. <laughs> maybe maybe we need him to like like get these like labor unions in check. All right, get to work. Oh, my God. And I'm rocking the Ben Stiller stash right now. <laughs> the you, same stash. The exact same the stash that he had in the movie. You should just start going like, Cameron, get to work and see oh, how well man. that goes. I can never be a person like that. Like, can no. you imagine being a person a in power? Like, I, it would just, I, I struggle, like, you know, telling my students they did bad on an assignment, let alone yelling at an 85-year-old lady to make a blanket faster. You gotta be a special person. But speaking of pieces of shit, apparently Shooter McGavin eats pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. Oh my god. That was like the most subtle and hilarious reaction in the movie. Like, <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? He just has this dumbfounded look on his face. He doesn't know what to say. No. And he just turns away and walks home. Like, dude, that was the f- that's I died in that part. That shooter's like whole persona throughout the film, though, is just being that that cocky like, asshole. Like, cocky cringe just jock like and i mean he i mean he he puts together every stereotype that people think of like when you think of golf like like literally when we were going out golfing this morning we saw I like remember, 12 shooter mcgavins oh all the easily. like pompous like white people just with a perfect little sweater on the back that it folds in the in middle the and las vegas summer heat oh my yeah it, we I wore pants and I was hating it. I was like, I should not have worn pants. Oh my gosh. When you guys were out there in pants, I was like, oh my God, it is, it is so hot. Yeah. That's why I became the SpongeBob meme. <laughs> I have too many That's clothes. why as soon as I went home, I switched into shorts. Vanessa's like, was it hot? And I'm like, yeah, I died. <laughs> yes. Yes. Extremely hot. But that whole shooter McGavin, like we got to really go in on how horrible of a guy this is. I mean, like he's just, he was a person. He wasn't even accomplished. Like there is this championship jacket that all the good golfers would wear and shooter McGavin still hadn't won one yet. So like he wasn't even hot shit and he still like cannot stand the fact that happy Gilmore was like starting to take over his place. So think about it. Like by the end of the movie, I almost feel bad for shooter McGavin. Yeah, in a way, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's so like, oh, fuck, poor guy. Look at it objectively, right? Okay, now he's now he's a piece of crap. Don't get that twisted. But like, think about it. I'm, I'm sure a bunch of people he played with got the jackets, and he feels like he's the last one. And every time he loses, it like eats away at him. And he's like, oh no, I have no competition this year. Here we go. This guy comes up. Oh, he played hockey. He's a total Neanderthal. He cusses on TV, and he has like superhuman driving ability. It's like and like down to the final shot being like the the last like dab on on the grave of his championship in a in a funny way you feel bad for him by the end 
No, for but sure. But he totally deserved it. For sure. For sure. I think it's just his his face. He he that actor, what's his name? I don't I don't remember the actor's name. I don't name. know the actor's name, but man, like you could definitely tell, like you have to practice having that little that rich white guy face at all times of the movie. It's not easy. Shooter, I thought we were gonna be friends. We we're gonna eat at the red lobster. Oh my god. <laughs> the duty hires to call Happy a jackass every 30 seconds. He's like, uh, Red Lobster um, treats on me. <laughs> and then he calls him later on in the movie to like hire him again to kill him again. And the first thing that guy says is, Hey, dude, they got a Sizzlers right down the street from here. You want to go to Sizzlers with me? <laughs> he's like, He's like, No, this is this is a business call. This I is- need you uh, next week. <laughs> Shooter is such a bastard. And like the only buddy who like, like everybody like basically like, you know, sucks up to him because like, He's like, uh, shit. So, oh, he's a great golfer, you know, and uh, happy is likable because he's the only one who like, like sticks it to him. Like, like I just said, you know, shooter tells him, hey, piece of shit like you for breakfast. And happy just says nonchalantly, do you eat shit for breakfast? And he just had to take that shit. He yeah, he's definitely a person that, you know, everybody, everybody, we all know a guy like that, like in whatever whatever field of work you go into, like there's going to be that guy that just exudes too much confidence. And, you know, hopefully they find humility by the end in a good way. Not in nah, a, he just got murdered by, by happy, <laughs> happy's old boss. Who's like Shrek, but like in an Arnold Schwarzenegger form, happy shoots his boss with a nail in the head and the nail stays in the man's head the entire film well, almost and then he gets it removed remember because the first time he sees him he goes happy and he goes oh my god it's him and he goes oh no don't worry it gets it's getting removed next week <laughs> i See? did not remember that yeah because at the end he doesn't have it anymore but i remember shooter like he's he's like giving shooter shit and he's like i don't care about happy go oh my god turns <laughs> around he's just this tall ass man just staring at him <laughs> That's another one of those like stupid subplots. You think it's a, just a joke at the beginning of the movie when he's uh, he's shooting the construction, he's shooting beer cans with the nail gun while he's working construction, and he hits his boss in the head. And it's like, oh, and you just think that's a joke, like okay, haha, he's he's like stupid, and then it comes to be a subplot. You see this guy with a nail in his head just become one of the characters in the movie, and because he's mentally like deranged, he just supports Happy. Which is friggin' hilarious. The subplot, it, it, it does carry it. It's amazing how much of a story they fit into an hour and a half comedy. It's tough. I can only imagine like what those writers think. Cause I mean, you have to come up with so many clever things, but then for it to have like continuity and make sense, I think they do a really good job with it in that, in this film. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's one of those movies that like you just go back to and you're like, ah, good old happy. I wish the thing that I wish would have been like a little more played out is like this. What happy Gilmore was doing is a feat that will never, ever happen in golf ever. And like, no, I think they didn't hit it hard enough. The fact that like what he was doing was just legendary. I mean, to get his second ever professional hole, he got a hole in one on a par four, which was like 400 yards away. You know, the amount of people in interviews and ESPN and stuff like 
that's the only thing logically that doesn't make sense sports wise. But I mean, that's just me being a crazy sports fan. Yeah, there would be like every sportscaster in the world would be like, how the hell did you just do that? And he'd be like, I don't know. I like the Bruins. <laughs> I got to get some money for my grandma. You guys can pay me. He ended up doing that subway commercial halfway through just to just to have well, enough he got, to he buy got banned it. for a month. Yes. He got banned for a month for beating the shit out of Bob Barker actually getting his ass handed to him by bob barker but <laughs> and yeah and so he was like how many except for this long juicy delicious <clears throat> subway and then it goes to him in this in the actual commercial Cold cut combo yum it really sells that uh like mid 90s vibe oh yeah which i definitely is definitely part of like that and billy madison in a way or like big daddy i remember really had that vibe <clears throat> um because i've been talking about it the whole time we discuss this movie the third hilarious subplot, which is kind of a minor one, is his coach. Um, what was his name? That Chubbs. Chubbs. Okay. So Chubbs has a story about how he lost his hand to an alligator with the head of one eye, allegedly, right? And it's like, okay, whatever. That's like just funny, like backstory. He's the crazy coach guy. And he has his fake hand. He keeps hobbling together throughout the movie. Oh, you know, whatever. It, that could just be played off as one joke. Then Happy shoots a ball and lands into a gator's mouth. And then it was like, then he's like, it has one eye. You're the one who bit off Chubb's head. So he like puts the fucking the, the smackdown on him. Undertaker style. Like a tombstone pile drives him into the lake. This inflatable ass gator. Good old fashioned 1990s Hollywood. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, he sees Abraham Lincoln, Chubbs, and the gator waving to him in approval at the end of the movie. Well, yeah, that and that sub that subplot I would say is the most important because right before the final match that is between Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin. Happy Gilmore gives Chubbs the head of the, the gator that took his hand and Chubbs opens the box, freaks out and flies out of the window and dies And so the night before the big match. And they have like a memorial for him and then she was like, good job, murderer. You killed a golf legend. And then they argue. He's like, I'm going to dedicate my my uh, my round today to to Chubbs. Like, no way I'm doing it. He's like, no way. I called it first. Like 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 eight year olds. Oh my gosh. They did a great job of making shooter just like an unlikable, like total like yeah. you fucking hate this guy. Totally punchable. Like like that. It's like, huh, I'm gonna do an honor for Chubbs, not you. Like oh. demanding to one up happy. The I think there's another subplot I just remembered, and that's with the uh the homeless guy. That cleans his, that cleans Happy's window. When he shows up for the first day at like the pro club. That's Robin Williams, right? No, that's not Robin Williams. That's not Robin Williams? That's not Robin Williams. It totally looks like Robin Williams. It looks like him, but it's not Robin Williams. It looks like him from like Jumanji, but it's not him. Yeah, no, like a. He's in other, he's in other (sighs) movies. He's, he's, he's in like an Adam Sandler actor from the nineties and early two thousands. Yes. Yes. So he, he goes and cleans a window at the, the pro circle, gets kicked out by the security. But then Happy realizes that he needs a caddy. It's not like appointed to him like how the past tournaments have been. 
So then he has to go out and he just, he, he was like, ask the homeless guy if he could be the caddy. And so the homeless guy is going on the course. And I mean, there's a couple of parts in there, like when they're on the green and the person that Happy's playing against uh, puts a quarter down and picks up his ball and the homeless guy just goes over, picks up the quarter and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> I'm going to get myself a McGriddle with this. That was one. The other one was like, you're on the green and, and Happy's like, you know, like, what's the green doing here? Is it breaking left to right? And the, the homeless guy was like, yeah, yeah, no, I think it's breaking slightly left. He's like, well, it's just because you got one shoe on. <laughs> and then, like, he's using the ball washer to wash his underwear, too. And he's like, butt ass naked just on the course, just chilling there. And he's just, just fucking cranking it like it's nobody's business. By the end of the movie, this man is when uh, when Happy ends up winning the house back. <laughs> He's in a full tuxedo. His hair's, hair. Yes. And it just goes to show you. It comes full circle. You can you can go from watching somebody's car windows to being a professional golf caddy and making millions. If he did, he probably was like, all right, cool. And he probably paid him like, Here, here's like 100000 He's like, hell yeah, drugs. <laughs> Let me go get some crack now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's just a good movie. It's oh, it's that's what my dad like introduced me to when I was a kid. I just I always enjoyed watching it. It was never going to be a bad time watching an Adam Sandler film, unless it's Jack and Jill, of course. But <laughs> back back to hating Jack and Jill. I see. I, I watched it once, and I was like, "This is absolute dog shit." I'm going to go home and I'm going to cry. Every every actor has those one or two. Yeah, but like I feel like Adam Sandler shouldn't be weighed by that <laughs> one role. He's he's There's too many. He's the shooter McGavin of Hollywood. Very in a way, very much so, very much so. I picture Adam Sandler like if he ever does go to those parties, he's definitely like you know the cool cat on the block. <laughs> but he looks like he's straight out of like 2002, with like a Zune, <laughs> with a baggy dad shirt and some shorts. No, not even a Zune. He has like a disc man. <laughs> a Walkman. He, no, not even a Walkman. A disc man. He has like four things of CDs in his in his back pocket. And he's like, you guys want to listen to Rolling Stones? <laughs> What about what about Soundgarden? You guys like them? Would you would you would you would you would you like a piece of pie? I don't know. It, Happy Gilmore's it's up there in my top favorite Adam Sandler films, but I still think Waterboy takes it. Yeah, it's crazy. He's not good in sports movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, Longest Yard. Longest Yard though was just him like as a crotchety old man. He's like, I'm fucking tired. But I mean, still like. For, to, I wonder what came first. Waterboy probably came first, and then Happy I believe, Gilmore. So I believe it was late eighties. Yeah, because Happy Gilmore was in ninety six. So yeah, Waterboy was before that. Yeah, but good movie, great movies. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm trying to think. The end part. I'm just gonna say it now. We're all appreciative of Adam Sandler now before he ever dies. You know, because it's a big thing on social media. It's like. Oh my god, I loved them. They were great. I'm their biggest fan. Everyone's like, mm. but but are you though? That's what happens. That's what happens to everybody. Everybody's got to go run to social media after people like that pass away. Same thing happened with Robin Williams. It's a good thing you brought it up. You yeah. got to appreciate the greats. Yeah, I, we could talk crap about him all we want. You know, he gets paid out the ass to do sometimes some bad movies, but like. For me, I mean, Billy Madison is my favorite, and Happy Gilmore is like the same type of movie. It's just stupid. 
It's stupid and great. It's like stupid in all the best ways, though. He like I, I love the young, immature, just stupid Adam Sandler, and those movies deliver hard. <laughs> so no matter what you say, like he he came out of it making some like legendary ass movies. Speaking of being a fucking child, I remember his first on the pro, the pro tour. His first, like this dude was like, ah, you missed it, and he just pulls his shit over him. Hockey sound beats the fuck out of him. Oh just just uppercuts the shit, and then, and then. Like, like, what is he like? The head of the of the of the board for golf or something? He's just sitting there and on his TV, your mother, son of a mother, and he's just like every every name in the book, and it's just like I I don't understand why do we have such good ratings? That's the thing that golf needs to realize. Like, guys, Happy Gilmore did this in 1996. It is now we know it's 24 years, and I can attest the game of golf still does not have that dynamic first off you got to be able to yell when people are going to hit we got to stop treating golf like this prissy little quiet game you know you gotta like the all the other sports it's loud as hell when people are are about to like go do something you go to a football stadium basketball stadium it's loud golf needs to change that and there needs to be a lot more shit talking in golf like happy i think i think they should like Every round of like, let's say like the pro tour, like the PGA pro tour, like, like the masters or some shit, like every round, just give them a six pack. Just, just let them, just let them crush a can on their head and be like, woo, and then just hit a ball. Dude, there's actually a, there's a tournament that they do in Arizona, which like a party tournament. Like, like, <laughs> like everyone ASU know, does it pretty much like everyone knows it is like the golf tournament that gets kind of wild. But I, I think that dude, like, I mean. It's just crazy. I mean, they literally said that their ratings were like, like it's never been before. Yeah, it's the highest it's ever been. And like, I'm serious. You take some of those things that Happy Gilmore is doing and you implement them in golf now and the ratings would go up like crazy. Imagine if you let them like fight it out every once in a while. Just, just let them just duke it out and just dunk one of them for a little too long under the pond. I think like what we're saying is like the whole rivalry between uh, Happy Gilmore and Shooter. Like, cause like, remember shooters like, uh, you know, golf is all nice and dressed up and only rich white people play golf. And like he, he remarks, there were two bikers that showed up to the, 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 you know, the <laughs> game were yesterday. Par- they were naked on par 17, having sex <laughs> in the woods. How am I supposed to putt when people are having sex? And at the end, like there's getting beach balls being bounced off of him. And like, it's like, like golf turns like fun and white trash. And I think the whole nice point car. of the movie was to like subvert and be like, ah, oh, what if golf is like trashy and like shit talking and cool? And we know they would and have now- the highest ratings ever. Exactly. So real golf, get on your game. Get, get, step it up, guys. Step it up. We will just nostalgia watch Happy Gilmore instead of ever giving you viewership. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll still watch it, but yeah. <laughs> I just, man, there's just so many things. I feel all sports now need that like entertainment value that you get from like the WWE. Like there's a reason people still watch the WWE. It's still real to me. Damn it. It's the, it's the story. It's the craziness. It's the, it's the, you know, characters being able to build themselves. I think so many people look at athletes and are just like, Oh, you're just a dude. What are you going to do? Are you, you just gonna punch play somebody? this sport. You're not a human, you know, <laughs> but they're more human than the, than the WWE star. I came back from the dead. 
it's always lame watching like the like rich sports let's say like golf or tennis maybe like shit like that and it's like watching like c-span politics where like you can't hear anybody talk and it's all quiet and proper <laughs> it's like this is sports what the hell but the best part about it, like live though like they're just known for people just getting just absolutely hammered just like yeah i'm gonna I'm going to go to a tennis match and probably drink my body weight in alcohol. Yeah. Like Austin's dad said, I think at every golf course, 9 a.m. is, is five o'clock. Yeah. He did. I, I was talking to him because I was like, I'm going to start golfing. And he's like, I remember golfing. He was like, he's like, my, my work invited us. And it was basically either you show up and play golf or you stay, you stay at work and work. And everybody showed up. And by the end of the day, they had to carry three people home. He was, but I was like, what's the rule with drinking? He's like, if you show up at the course at 9 a.m., it's five o'clock, bust open a cold one. Yeah, that's the, and that's, that's what I look forward to going out like with you guys in the future golfing. It's like you're out there for five hours, but you do a little bit of drinking. Golf carts change the game too. being able to drive around the course and everything slightly. It's the only place. And I'm saying it that condones uh, drinking and driving is on a golf course. That is the only place. Once you leave, you got to Uber. But I feel like there's more videos on YouTube of people just like eating shit on golf carts drunk on a golf course than any like actual golf. That's that's the fun of it. (laughs) Just Ashmack three three forties. Let's go. Crazy story. And I mean, me and Cameron weren't even intoxicated like that. But there's this course out in Mesquite, and there's it, it's very steep. You sign a release form before you even start the course, saying you're not they're not liable for like any golf cart injuries. Because I'm telling you, like you go down these steep ass hills, and one time Cameron was driving because you know it was my birthday, so I can you know I'm royalty. I just I ride passenger that day, and <laughs> she we're going down a hill, and she starts losing control like. She's breaking. It's like, and she starts, she freaking turns the wheel hard one direction and our golf cart flips over, man. And we slide down the hill, like, like three, four feet. Cause I mean, the golf cart like had flipped on its side. Thank God we came out of it with minor injuries, but that's the only course where you should not drink and drive Wolf Creek and Mesquite way too dangerous. Why is it so steep? You have to hit like a, like a, up so, a half pipe to dude, get into the green. They built this course in a mountain, like literal mountain range. Like there was one hole where you're on the tee box and you can like the hole is a hundred yards high, like above you. Like you have to just hit, make sure that you get the ball to hit it at least 160 yards in the air. And then you have to get distance on top of that. That's just one of the crazy holes. We got to do that one now. We got to go do it. It's like 85 bucks a person. It's <laughs> well, yeah, for, for possible injuries. Yeah. Sign me up. It's steep. But the views like one. Another one is you're hitting off the tee box and then the, the fairway is like 100 feet below you. So you're just hitting out into this huge valley. Golf's a beautiful game. And, you know, you mix a little bit of Happy Gilmore, a little bit of Shooter McGavin. And it would just be the best game in the world. To be fair, though, when we were on the driving range, you did do a happy Gilmore drive. I did. I did. And I think you got like, I want to say like 200 plus yards on it. I, I connected on it. It definitely shot out to the right. It was not a straight shot at all. <laughs> happy. Go- By the way, happy Gilmore's yeah. wooden clubs. I promise you, I used one of Austin, Austin's wood I, clubs. I bought today. some clubs on OfferUp and 
<laughs> I thought everybody just had legit wood clubs. I didn't know they were still called woods, but weren't actually woods. Yeah, no. Austin had the exact same set that Happy Gilmore <laughs> used from the film in 1990. George was afraid he's gonna like splinter it or is gonna turn to dust when he hit when he that hit. wood club that Happy Gilmore uses in no way in hell would be able to hit the ball 400 yards. No, that's just that's just raw power, dog. That's raw power. Slap shots. Slap shots. Well. I guess to, to kind of sum things up, I mean, so what did, what did you take away the most from this movie? What do you, what do you enjoy the most out of it? We'll start with Christian. Well, I, I do have a story about oh, when please, we were on the please, range. Please go, please go ahead with the story. I didn't mean to cut you off, Christian. I love you. It's okay. We all, I love myself numerous times. That's not important. So when we were at the range today, you guys were talking about, like, imagine, George, you just do that powerful straight shot. You come in, you know, you go to like a league and pretend like you're Happy Gilmore. You you wear the jersey and everything. And I just had this like, like head head cannon that like this has happened before. And what what was the jersey that they were wearing that he was wearing? It was a Bruins Bruins. jersey. Bruins jersey. Like, I imagine that like they've had imitators before because of Happy Gilmore. Well, if you go to Topgolf, they should have said no Happy Gilmore shots. (laughs) It's part of the like I imagine there's just some like some beat down league out there that's had to make a rule like anybody signs up and comes in wearing any type of Bruins or hat type of gear like just out like get them the fuck out of that here. That means I can wear a Golden Knights jersey. It's not a Bruins jersey. <laughs> and they're going to be like, "You know what we mean? Get out." Stay tuned because I'm seriously going to join an amateur league or not it's not even a league, a tournament. And I might not do Happy Gilmore because I actually take a I take I'm going to try to take it serious at first. But if I start just doing horrible, we're we're changing around. I'm bringing out the Bruins jersey. I'm going to pump up the crowd. All the things, all the things I'm going to have it on my YouTube channel. Run GMC podcast on YouTube. We'll, we'll get into that a little later, too. But so to, to summarize, what did you enjoy the most, Christian, about this film? Adam Sandler is <laughs> just totally he's he's dumb and he's like a total like he's stupid he's just stupid like he like it's not like oh he's like this like hero character just because like oh i'm talented i can i'm gonna make these like stupid shots and you know have my little fantasy about going out with the hot reporter woman and buying my grandma a house like it's just so stupid and that and the subplots i mentioned like every joke is funny every reaction is just hilarious you go what you you know and I felt like, oh, this is older. I might not laugh at it that much, but I did like a bunch of times. Every so. time the ball got hit, Christian was sitting there fucking <laughs> dying. Yes. yes, it makes like a jet engine. Like, imagine like a military jet just taking off. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and okay, and, and this made me think of something else that's weird with Adam Sandler movies. There's this weird plot thing. This is almost like a similar thing to to uh, don't mess with the Zohan. We're like, he kind of has like a superpower. Yes. Right. Like this guy could just like, yes, knock uh, golf balls like 400 meters in crab. Like, like, and yeah, it sounds like a jet engine when he hits it. It's like, it, it's like, it's a weird that, you know, Adam Sandler had this that has this weird plot thing with like. It's kind of about having powers, but it's also not about that at all. I, I agree. I so agree. I identified that. Quite simply, what I loved about this movie is 
the fact that Adam Sandler's is a sports movie genius. And I've watched a lot of sports movies in my life, but he brings such a comedy light to every sports movie that he does, whether it's The Longest Yard, Waterboy, uh, even in Grown Ups. I mean, they had that three on, they played the basketball game, you know, like he can tie together what I love in sports and his style of comedy. It's just mm, great job, Adam. You are a stud. What about you, Austin? First, though, I thought, Christian, you were just going to say, like, I loved Adam Sandler. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what I, that's what I like. Um, I, I think it's just goofy comedy that just, like, I think it just started it all. I mean, Adam Sandler just kind of perfected it, but it's just, like, there's something, like, just refreshing about it because it was, like, I mean, yeah, there's always goofy comedy, but it's just, like, it's Adam Sandler goofy comedy. You got Ben Stiller holding illegal labor rings in, in you know, adult centers, and then you got you got Happy Gilmore, you know, just hitting, hitting absolute dangers, like 600-yard shots, like he's, like, breathing. That's it. And then you got the best golfer in the world. Not Tiger Woods, ladies and gentlemen. Scooter McGavin. Scooter. To, to summarize perfectly why I love this film, because of the impact it's had on people, there was a picture of the actor who played Scooter McGavin in Tiger Woods in a photo, and somebody goes, look, it's Tiger Woods and the greatest golfer ever. <laughs> Actually, I think it was, it was the greatest golfer ever and Tiger Woods. <laughs> so it's just like yeah we all know he's the greatest he's the greatest golfer ever but uh ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you sticking around for this this short episode but we you know we we had a good day today hanging out and watching this this classic timeless movie and uh team building team building absolutely team i mean building. i i was talking to george i was like you golf right and he's like yeah i golf i'm like i want to learn how to, i've been wanting to learn how to play golf for like years now and now i'm like i went on off road bought some clubs thought they weren't that good and george is like Bro, you got like something off the Titanic here with this with these wood clubs. Rustic. <laughs> Rustic antiquities. But oh uh God. I definitely like I don't know. It's just I'm definitely gonna play more golf. But Adam Sandler, great golfer. I don't I don't think he took any of those shots, but they probably had to shoot him out of like a like a flare gun or something. I'd love to play around a golf with him. You got every time he's probably been asked to go out and play golf, everyone's probably like do the happy Gilmore. Do the happy He's Gilmore. He's like, I'm going to throw my fucking back out. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we wrap up, George, go ahead and tell everybody about, about the podcast. If George has his own podcast, it's been doing pretty well. So I figured yeah. we could at least let him let him talk about it here. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be short and sweet about it. Uh, run GMC podcast. Uh, it's something that I've been wanting to do my entire life. Like, I enjoy just having conversations and talking with people. So I have a lot of interesting guests on. So far, I've had actors, I've had film directors, I uh, have had famous people on TikTok, and then not to mention some, you know, important people in the Nevada, like political scheme. So like, I'm very like wide variety, similar to a Joe Rogan-esque. Feel free to check me out. Run GMC podcast on YouTube. I post trying to do four or five times a, a week, but um, yeah, feel free to check that out and tell me what you guys think. Well, if you, of course, we don't want you to think George is going to leave one podcast for the other. He's doing a great job at balancing both. Even though he left us last weekend, that's that's besides the point. <laughs> he was I he was on. Love you. Uh, it's it's great to see George, you know, thriving in in both this community and that community. But if you uh, if you feel that we were completely wrong because we probably were about Happy Gilmore, you can get in contact with us at lukewarmcinemapodcast at gmail Also, you can go ahead and follow us on Facebook and on YouTube as well. We also have YouTube where we post highlights. And those you can find us at 
the lukewarm cinema podcast and until then we'll see you guys next week